Believe me. Good morning, everyone. Good morning to all those on Facebook, T102, and good morning especially to everyone here in the sanctuary on this nice, warm, sticky morning in July. Got just a few announcements this morning before we get started with worship. Junior high, junior and senior high Bible study today meets Sunday this afternoon at 1 p.m. It's being moved to the uh, ministry center. Uh, instead of being outside, so it's going to be here at the Ministry Center with Tori. And today we have Jack Schellecke in the pulpit as uh, Pastor Joel is away at a conference. We're really looking forward to what he has to share with us this morning. And now if you would, please stand, those that can, and we will start with our call to worship, taken from Psalm 100. <clears throat> Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Now we will continue worship with the praise song, How Great Is Our God.
Now we invite all the children to the front for a children's chat and take a chance to greet your neighbors. That was me yesterday. Good morning. Good, well, that's a little bit better. Do you like to make towers? I've got some really old blocks here. I think they're probably close to 50 years old. All right. Let's see here. Do your towers ever fall down? They do. What makes them fall down? Somebody accidentally bumping them on purpose? (gasps) What did I do wrong? I thought I was pretty good at that. All right, you guys have to help me. What do I need to do? Is this too soft, the carpet? All right, let's put this here. All right, what else do I need? Should I use a little block like this? Why not? It'll, it's, you need a big block. All right, something like this. Now what should come next? Some medium-sized blocks. I got all kinds of blocks here. Huh? How about this one here, a round one there, a square, square one there, maybe a little one in the middle, like that. You guys have to help me here. I thought I was good, and the other one fell over, didn't it? All right. Oh, is it looking better? All right. You think we can put a couple more on there? Huh? This is what I could find this morning. Let's put it that way. There. Oh, look how tall it's getting. Good job. Well, you know what? We're going to hear about a man named Nicodemus today. And we're going to kind of look at this as our lives, that this tower is our lives. And Nicodemus talks to Jesus. And Nicodemus says, how did you learn to do all those things that you do? Because Jesus worked miracles and he healed people and he loved everybody. Well, you know what Jesus told Nicodemus? He said to really be able to follow God's commandments and everything you have to be led by the Holy Spirit and when you do that it's like starting all over with your life it it's kind of like being born again or being born from above with the Holy Spirit so the other tower was our old lives right but we wanted something better than that so it fell down didn't it The next tower, is it better? It is better because I got help from you. And in our lives, we get help from the Holy Spirit. And it's really important to invite that Holy Spirit into us because then we start our lives all new over again. Like being born again with the help of the Holy Spirit. He got a good base. You know, God has a base and the Holy Spirit and Jesus helps us build that. But it's kind of hard when you work real hard on the first tower and it falls down, isn't it? Sometimes that's the way our lives are. We think our lives are, hey, it's okay. It's not so bad. But then when we start listening to the Holy Spirit, then we realize, okay, 
I got to tear down the old one, put it away, and start a brand new tower, a brand new way of listening to things and listening to God. And then we can learn that our lives are going to be better. They're going to be different. We're going to learn from the Holy Spirit how we can love people and pray for people and all the things that God wants us to do. And even though starting over is scary, you can ask any grown-up that. It's good to start your life over with the Holy Spirit, and then your life will be better. Let us say a prayer. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus to save us. Thank you that we can have a new life and and be born again. Help us to remember that every day. Thank you for your love. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Marilyn, and thanks, kids. This morning, our offering is going towards the Those in Need Fund. And... Let us set our sights on the one that we worship. May Jesus take center stage as we continue. Prayerfully, let's turn our eyes upon Jesus.
we can live. That grace that he loves us so much that he would die for us. we just thank you for gathering us together this morning to come and to worship and to glorify your name. God, we are so thankful for your amazing grace. And Lord, we are undeserving of it. But yet you chose us anyway. And you loved us despite all of our sins. Lord, you forgave those. And we're just so grateful that we can come into your presence, Lord, and to worship your holy name. 
God, we thank you for our church family and for giving us the opportunity as brothers and sisters of Christ to, to live life together, Lord, and, to, and it's a blessing to be able to gather and to praise your name. Lord, help us not to forget that. Help us not to forget the gift that it is to be together as brothers and sisters in Christ. God, we do pray for those who are on the cares and concerns list. Lord, you know everything that's going on in each situation. We pray that you would bring healing where healing is needed, peace where there is turmoil, Lord, and we pray that each person on that list would feel your love and your comfort today. God, we thank you for Jack this morning. We thank you for his willingness to step out in faith and to share what you have placed on his heart. He is such a blessing to our church family, Lord, and I pray that your spirit would just put words in his mouth and that he would be a vessel for your message this morning. And I pray that you would give him boldness to proclaim your message this morning. Lord, your word says that where the two or three are gathered, you are there. Lord, we welcome you in this place this morning. God, you are our loving Father. Jesus, you are our Redeemer and Holy Spirit. You are our guide. And Lord, I pray that you would just guide us deeper into your presence this morning. And we pray all of these things in the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. You may be seated. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, No one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. How can someone be born again when they are old? Nicodemus asked. Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives flesh birth to flesh, and the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it came, where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. How can this be? Nicodemus asked. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And do you not understand these things? Very truly, I tell you. We speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. I have spoken to you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How then will you believe if I speak of heavenly things? No one has ever gone into heaven except to the the one who came from heaven, the Son of Man. Just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness... So the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Thank you, Maria. Uh, before I start, I was, as I was working on this message, I thought I'd ask for a show of hands on how many people are shocked to see me up here. And I thought, that's probably not a good idea because it's going to be 100%. Nobody is as shocked as what I am. The one beauty about this is that we all know that God is working because he's still performing, performing miracles today. So we can thank him for that. Before I start and go any further, I'd like to say a little prayer. Mind joining me in prayer? Heavenly Father, I humbly come before you this morning, Father to worship and praise you, these people today, Lord. And I pray that I speak distinctly and clearly 
and that I be a mouthpiece for what you want to be heard today. Father, I thank you for all the blessings you have given me, and I thank you for all you have done for everybody that's here today. Pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Before I start, I imagine there's a lot of you, some of you at least, that are here that don't know anything about me. So I thought I'd start with a little brief history. Except for several years that I was in the military, I'm a lifelong resident of New Knoxville. Uh, As preparing for this message this morning, it dawned on me that I am probably standing within several feet of where I was baptized. I'm probably standing within several feet of where I was confirmed. And in several years, quite a few years, I hope, I'll be standing here, not standing, I'll be laying here, and hopefully somebody will say some nice things about me on that day. So it's a circle at that time will be completed. Although if you look at my life, you'll understand that that circle was not a normal circle. I took so many left turns and right turns and abrupt stops and abrupt twists and turns in my life, but I will eventually make it. With God's help, I'll complete that circle. So, uh, saying all that, as I grew up, I was a, at best a casual Christian. I did not want to show too much of myself in this church for fear that I'd be asked to do something. And that went on for quite a few years. I'm ashamed to admit how many years it did go on. But there was always something that God put in my back of my head that said there's more. There is a lot more than what you're not than what you're seeing right now. As I grew older, that thought process kept eating at me. Finally, I decided I couldn't do it on my own. All those years that I was being raised here, my parents always taught me to do things yourself. You're capable of doing things yourself. When I got in the military, that just reinforced that thought. You're always told to go out and analyze the problem. Find a solution to that problem, and then like the Nike commercial says, just do it. But that only got me so far, and I was not happy with that. And throughout this whole process, there's been something nagging at the back of my head that there's a lot more involved. So I started looking into it. And the scripture we read here this morning, especially the line, John 3, 3. Surely, surely, nobody will ever see the kingdom of heaven unless you were born again. And that played on my mind like you can't believe. And finally I started looking into what that all meant. And I found out that you have to truly repent. That's the first thing. You can't do anything without truly repenting. A good friend of mine always says you have to be able to recognize it. You have to see it and recognize it. And that is true. We can all see the large sins. Those stand out to us. But it's the small ones, the ones that you just maybe compromise his word just a little. You have to pick all those out too. So I tried to fully repent. And I try every day to fully repent. And he has assured me, he has forgiven me for all those sins I repented for. Plus, he's forgiven me for the ones that I failed to mention. He is a faithful and a loving God, but there are some rules. He demands that you be obedient. When you learn to accept him and make that confirmation to accept him, you must be obedient. And my, oh, my, I was never obedient. I said no to him so many times that I'm ashamed to tell you how much. But I've learned to say yes. I always have a thing that I say now. I've said no so many times I'm never going to say no again to him. 
And sometimes that can be dangerous. You end up up here where I'm at today. But it's a true blessing. It really is. Uh, this, this intimidates me. I'll be honest about it. But not as much as what you think it would. Because it's not me talking. It's the Holy Spirit within me. And when you are born again, when you are truly born again and turn your life over to Christ, you think that that these things are impossible to handle. But at that time, when you do turn your life over to him, he sends help. The Holy Spirit enters you and leads you and guides you and encourages you. You can't fail when you have the Holy Spirit with you. You just can't. And it's so wonderful. And then on top of all that, once the Holy Spirit comes to me. Now all of a sudden these people are jumping up in front of me. I've become friends with so many people and and they are encouraging me and and uh, tweaking and you know, maybe I ought to be doing this or that. It, it's just been wonderful. You can't fail when you have that involved in your life. Uh, the obedient part, I always always said a prayer Lord, help me be comfortable with the uncomfortable. And I should have known what I signed up for when I said that. Almost immediately, things were put on my plate. Do I want to be part of this or do I want to be part of that? But throughout all that, He has blessed me. He has blessed me unbelievable how He has blessed me. So when we talk about being born again... You can also call it dying to self. It is so important. I I know there's a lot of you here today that are born again. I'm sure there's probably somebody here that just hasn't made that commitment yet. And I know I'm sure of the stage that I'm on today, speaking on radio, all the lives that I can reach today with my story here today. If just one person feel something, that he's connected with me, and turn his life around, what a glorious day that'd be. It's just unbelievable what he has allowed me to do, to stand up here and talk to you and try and impress upon you the importance of turning your life over to Christ. There are many things that we we do. Obviously, you have to have to study the Bible. I'm sure all of us have bought different items recently, whether it be electrical appliances or gadgets that we have to think we'd be on all day long or cars or whatever. But you ever know what came with every one of those? An owner's manual. The owner's manual comes with everything we purchase. The owner manual is right here in front of us. Everything in our lives, whether it be finances, whether it be relationship, is all dealt with in that book. And the quicker we turn our lives over to that, the better everybody's going to be. I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels this country is going what this country was founded on, and I'm ashamed to say that too because I fought for this country. We need... Somebody said this morning, be bold, Jack. Okay, here we go. Ready? There are groups of true believers scattered around. There are groups of true believers in other churches. And we have two more churches in this community right here. We need to have everybody start coming together and making our voices heard. The opposition is winning. Their voices are loud because we've been scattered up with denominations and everything else. There is only one church, and it's the Church of Jesus Christ. This is a building that we meet in, and we're thankful to have this. But this building is not the church. It's you, me, and every true believer. That is what the Church of Jesus Christ should be about. And with denominations and the splintering of this, and we're going to have another splintering real soon here with another denomination, we have scattered ourselves. We think that we cannot 
be with them a whole lot because they do things different than we do. And we have trouble getting around that a lot of times simply because they don't do things like we do. And doing things like we do, obviously you can tell the service is changing here some. There's other people that don't like that tradition. We have to maintain our tradition and have our roots. The only tradition and roots we should have is is praising God and naming Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That should be the only roots or traditions we should have. But we let all these other things get in our way. To be born again or to die to self, you have to start scraping off all the layers that have built up on you, the the human layers, the human dirt that's been put on you and and you start scraping all that off, and you get down to the bare bones, and now you start remaking everything from that point. I'm sure most of you are aware of that. But there is, how do I want to say this? There, there is a tendency for true believers, and I think this to be true, that we, hey, I've done so many years of this. I've done so many years of teaching Bible study or teaching Sunday school or catechism, and I've been involved in so many things. Maybe I can just sit back and relax a little bit. That's not the case, folks. We're called to re-examine our faith on a daily basis. We are called to pick up our cross daily. Anyone who wants to follow him and be a disciple of Jesus Christ, we are called to pick up our cross daily. Why did he have to say daily? can I just do it once and then that's good? No. We have to continue to do this every single day. We have to pick up our cross and follow him. I know there's a lot of people that are a lot more versed in the Bible than what I am. And I know there, I've known some people that think just because they're versed in it, that's all that's really needed. That couldn't be so far from the truth. There is one person or an individual, not an actual person, I guess, but he seems like it at times, that knows more about Jesus Christ than what you and I do. And that's Satan. He knows so much about Jesus Christ, the works of God. He knows all that. He could, he could teach us all. But his problem is he will never submit his will to God. He will never see the kingdom of heaven. He will never see that. Just because he will not submit his will to God. And what is one of those reasons? Pride. He thinks he knows it all. I used to be have a lot of pride. I still fight the pride situation today. Hopefully it's getting better. And I think it has because he hasn't corrected me here recently. Uh, another thing that we have in, on our plate, and I know I'm just like all of you, judgmental issues. We're so quick to judge. This is about being born again this morning. But he has put something on my heart that I need to share with you today. It is something that I'm not proud of. and I don't want to judge when I talk about this. We had an incident here at church seven, eight, nine years ago where judgmentalism took over. Uh, I'm not going to judge on, I'm not going to take sides. What I'm here to talk to you about, what he has led me to share with you is what I didn't do. As I'm going around this church, I heard I'd left the, I'd left the, my term had run up as an elder, had run out as an elder. So I was not a seated elder, but we're all elders. Any true believer in, in Jesus Christ is a true elder. But I heard these rumors. I heard these things that were being said. I saw a little brush fire start. And simply because I did not act, I always thought somebody else would take care of it. That little brush fire turned into a raging inferno. All because of my inaction. 
I'm sure there's not one of you here today that if you went home and you saw your neighbor's house on fire, you'd contact him or call 911 or do something about it. You certainly wouldn't park the car in the garage and say, oh, somebody else will tell him. And that's just what I did. I'm sorry for that. And I repented for that. And as I'm preparing this message, he wanted me to say this. And I kept, I, I didn't trust his judgment. I said, are you sure you've already forgiven me for this? And he didn't say a word, and I knew what that meant. Just obey. So that's, now I'll get back on the other part here. When, when you start to walk with, in, with Christ, you, you'll be just absolutely amazed at the, the stuff he puts in front of you. You'll be absolutely amazed at the people. I've said that before. And that's so important to have people around you that think like you, that want to support you. We have made it real easy since COVID, the pandemic hit, of being able to watch this service on YouTube, listen to it on radio. We made it convenient for people not to come. We are designed to be together. We are designed to worship together. We are designed to sing praises to God together. Together. So if if this changes anybody's mind that is listening to me today, I hope so. Because that's what this is all about. It's all about Jesus Christ. We Talking about judgmental, I know there's some cases. Praise team singing today. I love the praise songs. I know that everybody does not love them. And I understand that. But I hope that is not something, and I've seen it happen here before, where an individual came into their church, saw the drum set, sitting up there on the stage and did this at a big U-turn and walked right back out. If that's your feeling, that that changes you coming to worship, then you're here just for the entertainment. You're not here. God cares if we sing out of that hymnal or the bread hymnal or, or praise songs. I don't think so. As long as we worship Him, that's what needs to be done. So the topic was being born again. Uh... It's a subject that a lot of people think they are. And who am I to judge? There's only one judge, and we can't fool him. He sees everything. Sometimes we think we can just not mention it, and it wasn't that big of a deal. Well, I think somebody sees it all anyway. So we have to come clean with him. We have to devote our life to him. And when you devote your life... We are called to be disciples. It says right on our front page of the bulletin, the very front cover. Let me find it here. We are a community of faith who engage biblical truth to provide an environment where people mature as disciples of Christ. How are we doing so far? I've got one note here, and that is Webster's version of a disciple. Let me read that to you so I don't get it wrong. i got to find it here. Hang on. Bear with me. What I do know, I don't have it. What I do know is, is what it says. It means that if you follow along, follow the principles and the guidance and go out and serve that person which is above you. And that's exactly what we are called to do. We are called every day to go out and serve Him. We are called every day to worship and praise Him. We are called every day, and this is very important, enter His presence humbly. We have to humble ourselves. Throw the pride out the window, throw the former way of life out the window. We have to humble ourselves when we come in his presence. Some of this sounds hard, and it's not easy. I'm not saying that, but you'll be amazed at the blessings that you receive once you 
come humbly before the Lord and tell him, I can't do it on my own. I need you to guide me. So I never thought I'd say this, but we're close, close to running out of time, and I thought I'd be scrambling at the end. But before I close here with prayer, I'd like to, I don't know if you've noticed on the back page of your bulletin this morning, there is a list there. It's not an exhaustive list of things that you should consider when you do turn your life over to Christ. But it is a list that I can't think of many things I could add to it. So I pray that you take this home with you. I don't have time to go through all this with you today, but just read it. Consider what that means in your life. Everybody's at a different stage in their walk, and I understand that. So just take it and take it to heart. Would you pray with me? Before we start, I'm going to have about a minute or so of of silent meditation that we can all reflect back on our walk with Christ. See where we can improve it. See where we've fallen short. Sharon will be playing a little music during this time. And after a short period, I'll finish it off then. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we're just so thankful for your presence here today. Your Holy Spirit just filled the sanctuary, Father. I'm just so thankful, Father, that you're in our lives. I'm so thankful that we can come to you. I'm so thankful that you have given us a personal relationship with you, Father. So I pray that everybody that's here today or listening to me on radio would would examine their, their spiritual life to see where it could be improved or see where you're good at. But, Father, either way, we're thankful for your presence. We're thankful for your guidance, Lord. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please stand as we finish our service for our final praise song today? Let me find it here. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood.
as we leave here this morning, I have three questions I'd like to have you think about as you leave here today. Who is Jesus Christ to you? Why did Jesus Christ come? And why is he coming back? I'd like to have you take those questions with you today and think about them and re-examine your faith also, Father. So we thank you. Father, we send these people out today to serve you. You have blessed each and every one of us, Lord. Unbelievably blessed us. The great country we live in and the great God we serve. So, Father, as these people leave, bless them in all that they do, Father. Keep them safe. We pray all these things in Christ's name. Amen. Go in peace and serve the Lord.